Hi, I'm Gia Puyat, and this is Kwentong Creatives, a podcast to get to know the stories, strategies, and lessons of Filipino creatives from different fields. Kwentong Creatives is produced by Anima Podcasts. Hello guys, welcome back to Kwentong Creatives. And for this episode, I thought I'd do something a little different and share more of a personal history with my background in production and advertising. I asked two of my closest director friends, uh, Pao Abrihan and Gab Kimel, to join me for a look back on our history when we founded Manila Man Productions, which is a boutique production house that we did like 10 years ago with, with friends and different lineups. So it was a really unique experience that really formed who I am today. And I wanted to share that with audiences as a way to shed light on, I guess, the different ways you can get in the creative industry uh, in this context, right? Of course, there are many different ways to get into production, to get into advertising, either through a more traditional job application or a mentorship, but this was how we did it. And medyo kakaiba siya. You know, it was a, we started a business and then found a mentorship later on. But I just wanted to share all the lessons and the insights we picked up along the way. And I really hope that will be valuable to you guys. So that's it. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I have directors Pao Abrihan and Gabby Kimmel on the podcast. Super thanks, guys, for finally going on the show. I've known you guys for so long. Um, these guys, I think, have been like the most, you know, parallel in my experience as directors. So, um, yeah, maybe you guys could introduce yourselves to uh, the audience. Yeah, so I'm Gabby Kimmel. Basically, I'm a director for Manila Man and Artillery. Uh, I've known you, Gio, you, Pao, since college. We're my third year, I think, when I first got to know you guys. Like internal for Manila Man for quite a while, and then after graduating, the rest to working with you guys. And then, as they say, the rest is kismis. Joke lang. Kismis. <laughs> Ganda. Very Ganda relevant. Ganda relevant. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, how about you, Pao? Uh, hi, I'm uh, Paolo Brihan. Uh, yeah, I'm an advertising director. Well, I've known Gio since start of college, basically. And then together, we after that, we built Manila Man. We started up with a couple of our other uh, collaborators and friends. Um, and then now, uh, six years after that, we transitioned to artillery. So we're now represented by both Manila Man and artillery for different things. Still grinding as an advertising director. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So yeah, these guys, these are my brothers, man. Like we've been through so much. Kaya yun gusto ko talaga parang makausap kayo on the podcast. And yun, I I wanted to get you guys together because um just to provide insight uh for especially younger creatives who were on their kind of personal paths to becoming filmmakers or or creative professionals. Which I think that's that's what we are, diba? We're we make our living off being creatives, which is you know a pretty good situation to be in, diba? Honestly. Um, but we all know there isn't a roadmap to to get where we are, especially sa industry natin, diba? Um You've had apprenticeships. You ha- you can work in an agency. Um, but I did want to just take audiences to our own personal experience, diba? Um Which was finding a way through a startup business and like founding a boutique production house, diba? 
so yeah, we can just do like a casual roundtable discussion. Um, I have like a rough chrono- chronological order in mind because um, we went through the same milestones, right? But all different backgrounds and perspectives. We were going through different shit at the same time that all this was happening to us. And I realized this can become like a big nostalgia fest, which I want to kind of steer it into like uh, more productive stuff for our listeners. But feel free to just kind of look back and bring up any insight you have. Okay, so let's go way back no, to college, school organizations or orgs. Napakalaki ng effect ng mga orgs uh, sa, in, sa, sa mga careers natin, diba? Even the people we work with today are the people who we were org mates with, diba? 10 years ago. So, yun, can you guys share what your orgs were and what, like, if there's any experience that you picked up, like, in, in those years? Kasi, just by contrast, a lot of the listeners now, um, some, they're in college, Uh, they they didn't really get as much face to face interaction in like a film or communication course as as we had. So um, yeah, I guess maybe just share what orgs you guys joined and how it helped you for now in hindsight. Yeah. Um. So oh, I joined all of the. So I remember my clusters yun eh, sa school natin. May may sariling cluster yung film org music org uh, um communications org pati isa pang creative i think mc grabe ka yung advertising bro ayo tama it's like your job now <laughs> oh god sorry sorry umutom na mga kabayan man ako dun one time anyway so yung four orgs na yon but primarily ko sa amp and lfc sinalihan ko sila i think Every well, not every year, pero Wait, most for people who don't know who didn't go to Ateneo, what was oh, yeah. what is Cosa uh, Amp and LFC? What do so, they stand for? For first LFC, because LFC is I guess one one of the biggest orgs that changed my life, honestly. So LFC is Loyola Film Circle, so essentially for film enthusiasts in Ateneo, uh, you can make films, you can critique films, everything about filmmaking. Uh, Cosa is a advertising centric org ng Ateneo. Um, Anong long version ng kosa wala? The Collegiate Society of Advertising. Yeah, Collegiate Society. From the former president, di ba? Ikaw? Yeah, yeah. El Presidente. <laughs> And then, AMP is the music, ano naman, band music-centered org. Um, Ateneo Musician School. Um, um, so all of those three orgs, like, literally shaped my college life from lahat ng events na ginawa nila and being part of projects for those orgs. I guess back to the question yung mga naturo niya particularly for production the funny thing was nung nasa LFC ako dumadami yung mga orgs na iba like business orgs and non-creative orgs nagpapagawa ng videos for parties and ano events ganyan and I think yun din yung pinagdaanan nyo when you were doing production in college diba parang parang agency work ng konti kasi you're trying to make marketing uh, videos for these different orgs And so bring that even though hindi siya professional and I'm going to tutunan doon just working with crew and you know trying to be as how do you say it, as collaborative as possible to a different party na I mean hindi naman particularly creative so may certain communication techniques para mabenta mo yung idea more whatever so parang it was a nice breeding ground for like what we do now not exactly All of the lessons, of course, not all the lessons you learn in college. Madami talaga in the professional world. Pero 
kind of really sparked that interest more na pursuing this career forward. So maybe Pao can help segue to how we came up with Manila Man in talking about that experience with orgs. Because I know that Pao talaga ang nagsimula ng you know uh, those those projects for Cosa, diba? Yeah, that was the goal for the year. I mean, even before me, they really wanted to function as an advertising agency, and I think our time uh, since you know we. Our editing and then shooting gear, you know, around more accessible. They were you know, lightweight. Um, it was easier to mount a shoot. So, and then the internet and social media was like, you know, a big platform and different platforms. Power early Facebook, right? um, and then so the demand for that was, uh, it was we could shoot. Like people would still volunteer their houses. People, you have you know, org members who. Look good and wanted to be talents, or um, even crew. So people were game to really um, share their resources. So I think that was a good training. Like I said, sabi nga nagawi parang my client narendon your client are these other orgs or these um, organizers of the parties, project heads. Um, so we did a few videos, and then I think, and of course LFC, I think was was a big thing. You know, actually, just to like expound on that point, no, parang video equipment. I think we were in our senior year when I first saw the 550D. So this was like transition from mini DVs, yung mga maliit na tape, to DSLRs, like the kind of like a version of what we see now. Um, before shooting mini DVs, medyo ano siya yun, masakit sa ulo yung pagdump sa computer kasi kailangan mo panoorin yung buong tape. Bago. Basta it has to go through the whole tape for you to move it to a digital file. And then um, DSLRs came in. I remember we had the classmate who had like he had a 550d and like a 50 millimeter lens on it and then you could f- for the first time like see bokeh diba parang you could defocus and defocus and i was like what the fuck is that diba so you yeah, know it was a it was a crossroads i guess in technology and you know, things were changing and we were just about to graduate um yeah so i guess transition to Manila Man's early years, 2011, mga, 20, mga 2011 na yeah, post-graduation. We, together with um, sila Alinga, some guys who wanted to dip their toes into cinematography and production. And when by the time we graduated, arang, we had collaborated on different, um, arang, entered some contests here and there, did some music videos, there were some short films, right? Um, and we kind of had, you know, Or in tight natin collaborators early on, talaga. Um, and it just, I don't know, we just challenged ourselves. Of course, we had, you know, some luxury of time and, you know, supportive families. Um, and we decided to test it out. Of course, you, you start with your titos and titas and your friends who are starting their own businesses um, and try to help them out. Because um, naturally, you know, it was your training and, and you... We couldn't, you know, you'd really have to start with the cost that's appropriate to your skill level, I guess. So around family, let's test it out and let, let's see how it goes. And then... Um, yeah, very like DIY yung vibe, no? I mean, uh, just to like to paint people like a picture of what it looked like. Um, we were like five com graduates who rented a friend's apartment on Saverville Ave. Like really close to Katipunan, still close to Ateneo. And we would just get whatever accounts we could get from friends, neighbors, family members. May mga music video, may mga corporate AVPs. 
We even did like this uh, this one national anthem video. Yeah, so like I-, I wanted to ask you. I guess I never asked you this question. Like, what was going through your head at the time? Bakit di ka nagahensya? But di ka nag. Why did you decide to be like you know after graduating I'm gonna start a production house? I I ko tong si Gio. It's a Dijo sali kaya dito ganon. Yeah, uh, I think the first uh, exposure I had was editing for WID. So I I was we were it's your senior year, um, and then so that batch um, of the of production small production houses um, from Mateneo actually Sindicato WID were a few batches above us. They were already running their business. So I became an editor after WID. Their initial episodes, and then I. Um, got hired by Sindicato for, you know, that was my first job, like six months of being an offline editor um, or just an editor doing AVPs. Um, and I, but there was a short, um, I guess, content or um, videos for online use back then. Um, and then it was, you know, there was, um, I, th- I felt like the demand was steadily growing, you know, um, especially for, because of social media nga. Um, so smaller brands, every all the brands had to um, produce their own. Diba? I felt the need to produce videos. And it was just a grind then. Diba? <laughs> and I'm trying to imagine the, the first iteration of The Office, guy, which was a condo in Katipunan. And then we've, we've been through a lot. There are memories that are in the layout of The Office. <laughs> the first was a condo that really was fresh out of college and just... Um, Living on Kowloon House and <laughs> yeah. Paris, yeah, yeah, yeah Paris. Uh, yeah, yeah, those yeah. were like formative, uh, no, years, man. I mean, um, parang <laughs> parang start, parang ano ano yung Silicon Valley, di ba? Uh, yung ng startup nila ganon. Yeah, exactly. Um, uh, it was like I guess I guess for me, parang I knew at leaving college, I didn't want a nine-to-five job. Uh, of course, there's privilege in that. My my family gave me enough room to explore art and like filmmaking, but I I actually didn't know anything about advertising. I I took all like production classes, and because I thought magpipelikula ako, de I I used to think na I'd go to Cinemalaya, I I'd do my thesis film, but I guess when you guys approached me, it felt like, you know, like I was joining a band. Varangan, I felt like, you know, like I'm like. I you know I, res- I like working with these guys you know I think they're all talented and parang may ginanahan kami to 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 build something because as as you mentioned the upper batches were also building a version of their own boutique production houses you had WYD shout out to sila Julo ganyan uh, you had uh, Sindicato diba so we saw a model before us and I think you know we wanted to try that out ourselves uh Ikaw Gabi, like I remember, like in those early years, you were you were like interning for us, or you yeah, but you were you were um, freelancing as our cam ops while you were still in college. Uh, what was it like for you? Na you know you go across Ateneo and then there's like this, you know, other guys, you know, in a boutique production house and this apartment in Saverville. Yeah, oh, you know. I was clueless pa ako about advertising at that time. Like, I didn't even know na merong other competitors, well, contemporaries ng Manila man na, like, a bit higher batch lang ganyan. So, wala talaga akong alam. Kasi, I myself wanted to make my own then when I was in college. So, nung, uh, remember, meron pa kaming kinsfolk before. Yung yes. <laughs> so, 
parang my, in my head, I also wanted to make my own production house. But when I got to know you guys, nung nakita ko yung uh, videos na nalalabas nyo, it just felt, for lack of a better term, it felt really cool. Like, parang gusto kong mat- masubuhan din yan. Or maybe like try to get to work with you guys. And then eventually, I guess through contacts, yun nga, nag-freelance all for you guys for a bit mga uh, EA or or uh, cam op and then an official uh, intern nung kailangan ko na for uh, for college yung intern ano requirements mm-hmm. and honestly na surprise ako when i guess nung kinausap niyo din ako to actually recruit me for Manila man my certain surprise for myself i don't know why i just felt baka hindi naman kailangan yung skill score or something but i really appreciated it kasi parang my brotherhood talaga na na-form me eh. and yung feeling of trying to build something talaga from of course ako i wasn't an original founder but the feeling of trying to build a startup was something parang very unique and gusto ko talaga my experience and i um, mean there was really nothing for me to expect nung pumasok ako sa Manila man but with everything that happened and that like the accounts for a time kinilala ko matuto magcosting which i hated that was nagkaroon ng hr yung mga ganun yeah um <laughs> parang sobrang well, I have, I, super fond memories like whatever the stress and whatever yung yung mga napagdaanan natin everything about it was like I wouldn't change it talaga eh. And I met you guys and I met like some of my closest friends, diba? Um, but it felt instant. Like I didn't even feel na lower batch ako na pumapasok sa Manila man tapos trying to to, ano, create a space for myself. Like, pagkapasok, GV na. Recta na. Trabaho na lang. <laughs> Grind na. Yeah, yeah. I, I kind of want to make like a side uh, topic on on what how we tried to fill up every role of a project. I, Pao, I'm sure you remember this. <laughs> yeah. na we would be the directors, the editors, the VFX guys, color grading, even scoring. We would try to do ourselves. Um, and we were like burnt out as fuck. So, um, but it's like, I guess you just have to experience it to like kind of learn that, Elmo, let's just hire someone who's like better at this than me. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so let's move to like Manila Man um, Incorporated. Because this time that we were talking about, actually, I wouldn't even really count it as like official Manila Man uh, years because oh, we weren't yeah. really incorporated yet, right? So uh, 2012 onwards, we, we finally put up the company um, and then we moved to Makati. Right? So this was the period of um, working in a studio slash office space called Edifice. And um, yeah, I'm just gonna set up context, and then you guys can go bring up your own kind of memories and like takeaways from the that whole period. Uh, but yeah, we were lucky enough to have friends, you know, people who actually trusted us to give us like real advertising projects, and uh, we got exposed to the informal, casual side of the business, which is like centered around the people you partied with, and like there were lots of fun memories. Um, hanging out in in edifice and most specifically the bar at the center of the space called Brew, and then that's where we got to meet like all these agency people, models, um, photographers. So, um, yeah, Pao, maybe you could like take us through like how did we move from from QC into Makati and like what started that? 
I guess um, the transition yeah, from that first un, um, unofficial Manila man year, I guess, you know, and then incorporating. Um, it was just a series of events that, you know, as we want, wanted to scale with more, bring more people in, we needed a space to accommodate that. Um, I guess looking back, parang sitcom talaga siya. <laughs> Especially those yeah. days, man. The, the, the first days, so moving around um, from that condo, we found a space in Makati. It was a creative studio run by Rafi Tesoro. Production designer, right? Yeah. Yeah. So a, there yeah. were we just we shot something there, and I noticed that they were building you know some office spaces, and it turns out some most of them were occupied already by different creatives in the industry. So, or digital imaging, um, uh, casting studio, um, and then the bar in the middle, and then us, the video production, the photographers. Of course, there was a huge studio there, mm-hmm. but um, Silla Rob, um, and then. We were we were tucked in our eleven square meter corner, um, oh, in yeah, that that's warehouse. So small, 11 yeah, square, an eleven yeah, square yeah. meter with, with two IMAX and then a couch. And, uh, those were our early days. That was a sitcom days. <laughs> um, and then yeah. we met really, you know, um, not just uh, people who gave us projects, but also people who kind of mentored us. That was our first. Um, taste of, of you know having industry people coming in and, and mm-hmm. help us um, uh, grow our work and, and our network of course um, and then you know, I think that we we didn't disappoint you know I mean or I mean slowly just you know um, trying to um, prove ourselves I guess and mm-hmm, gain more yeah. credibility at that point because we were really new and we <laughs> somewhat ill-informed on how the advertising um, production workflow actually yeah. is about yeah. a lot of details that are uh, have been I guess parang parang hindi na pinag-uusapan parang mga unmentioned mm-hmm. rules totoo, and, totoo. Um, protocols and uh, things that you know we wanted to learn so yeah, so like I guess just to give an example, I remember um, my experience of kind of realizing that okay, this is how you pitch an idea. Parang it's the first time. Uh, si Tony Pet, uh, Tony Pet, um, creative director at the time, he he presented to us an idea. He just had his laptop in front of him. We were at the bar. Um, it was for Red Nescafe Red Mug Sessions, and he was pitching to us the idea. And at the time. You know, I didn't really see like what a good pitch looked like, and then when he went through his slides, very simple text, you know, like maybe like few words per slide. But the way he explained it, and the way he took us through the idea was like super clear. Nah, by the end of it, I was like, oh my god, like that's how you that's how you present. Like that, I I totally understood what he was trying to say through the whole project. Um, in contrast to myself when I remember going to a meeting and then the producer calls me or he called Alec and he's like Gio, ready na ba yung deck? And I was like, what's a deck? <laughs> I, I, didn't, I didn't even know what a deck was. I, I didn't have anything prepared. So, parang yung theme, I guess, of those years was like learning on the go, diba? Like, if you you fuck up, it's like throwing a baby in, into the pool, diba? Or learn how to swim, diba? Parang, um... Yeah, and so still, you know, lots of there were blunders, but I think we were able to survive, and there were lots of memorable projects that happened uh, at the time. 
for sure. But Gabby, you were ano din, ba? You were like um you were still interning, no, at the time. Like that was your official interning years, right? My official interning year 2012. Um ako, honestly, when I saw Edifice, yung una ko na isa pa shit, sobrang galing nito. Kasi I remember <laughs> that first the first office, nakapunta pa ako sa first office sa Katipunan. Tapos nung ako at the first time na meet si Alec eh, in that small room. I still remember it. Meron like uh yung whiteboard or baka glass na na sinusulatan ng ideas and stuff sa so, sobrang late lang niya. So when I saw Edifice, fine shit. That was sobrang upgrade ah. and then with with the other ano um companies inside that space, it felt like something's really building here na very exciting. But my memories of Edifice mostly kwento niyo lang honestly. Like, yung, yung hazy memories nyo. Yun lang din yung memories ko dun because I never really experienced it as uh, as holistically as you guys. Pero I remember Red Mug, tapdown, nakita ko yung uh, uh, video na yun. Sobrang impressed ako. And like, ang ganda ng recording, galing ng artists. And yeah, interning years, I think mayroon tayo, may Magnolia or something, na lahat tayo nandun. I remember yung, yung ganun pa yung trip eh, lahat tayo nandun. <laughs> sa production. Yeah. But yeah. I separate teams like yeah. the Sipao and Dongka and the lahat ng as in quality control. Because well, I guess like you said earlier, Pao, parang kinakapapa talaga yung process. I really didn't know anything about the X and O's of advertising production. Which was in hindsight parang very ano siya, foolish. But at the same time, Bakit hindi mo gagawin, di ba? Like, uh, yung experiencing lessons na na-take away from that is something very unique na I think, you know, you, you can't really get anywhere else unless you just mm-hmm. dive head first. Yeah. I think the biggest lesson ko was um, growing my pulse for editing and the storytelling pace of advertising. Kasi when we used to edit ourselves, right, even the offline mm-hmm. cut, well, we, we would do that ourselves. Um, Yo move it. No, I don't I think oh. my longest was like six days in the studio, <laughs> dude. I ako lang nandun, as in yeah. 24 hour shift to just like cutting up red mug. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude. So, so, yeah, yeah. Highlight project for me and, and, and my experience there. Um just being actually around it. Um and being able to shoot in that space. Because I wish that you know, we were able to have more years there, actually, you know. And then, you know, Bruma, as you mentioned, was like the bar in the middle. It was kind of a very private group, right, who was coming in and out. So it was a lot, there were a lot of, like, industry people you know, that, that we met. And um, I guess that was important. Um, but yeah, I th- like, I call it, yung parang rock and roll years lang yun eh. Mm-hmm. Or formative <laughs> Yeah. formative years yeah. continuation and um but I think when we when we when we had to move to uh, and take the next step um having those or making those mistakes those early mistakes with advertising projects we kind of focused more into our bread and butter which was like direct the client work when we moved from edifice to Eastwood uh, so but we're trying to um that's when we trained ourselves to, you know, kind of maybe apply more creativity and build on an actual brief without a strategy or like, you know, 
So I think that's what we did for a few years after that. I mean, like that whole edifice era. Nga, I mean, we can spend like the whole hour talking about stories. Satin na lang niyan siguro. Cakay yung mga naka-experience alam nila yun. But I think it was just a good summary of you know, like acting at the right place at the right time, making the right moves at the right time. I mean, I can credit that to you, you Pao, because you know you knew about that studio. I think you're the one who brought the news to us. About this, you know, that Rafi Tesoro is putting together like this office space. He's offering it to us, and um, it was really invaluable experience, right? Um, for the short while that it was alive, um, and I guess keeping your eyes open and kind of, you know, not really. Talo ka talaga if you kind of collapse on your own and just like keep within yourself. Like if you expand and talk to people, you know, kind of go into that informal, casual, you know, usapan parang. Things will happen for you, diba? With with the people you end up, you know, and these are the people who gave us early chances, you know. Whether or not that was a wise thing to do, I don't know. But we're really thankful for it, diba? Um, so again, maybe we can move on to the next, I guess, parang chapter of Manila Man. For me, it's like 2015 to 2018, um, and this is like for me the biggest change. Na we. We moved out of edifice. I forgot why it closed, but they had to close it down. We had to move out. Um, and then the biggest change was, you know, uh, I see si Gabby. He had friends who left their old job in another production house, and then they were looking to start their own company. Basila Bea, Basila John, Basila Larry, and we all asked to to meet them. We had this like long kind of process of meeting them, and after a couple of weeks, nag join forces. Tayo as Manila Man Visual House, so parang nagkabagong iteration si Manila Man as a production house and a graphic design studio, because we had two graphic designers with us. Um, that feels like so long ago, diba? But it was only, you know, like six years ago. I'm a six, ba? But um, yeah, 2015 to 18. Um, yeah. So Gabby, maybe you can expound uh, on how we got there, and you know what kind of decisions led to that. Yeah, I think for a while, hindi naman siya instant eh, na naging visual house tayo, di ba? There was a few years where it was still Manila Man Productions. But I guess during yung mga board meetings natin, uh, nagdi-discuss tayo about how to expand and like what other um, creative uh, outlets yung pwede natin pasukan. And we had these two designers and parang there was something brewing, I guess, na... Uh, we could explore that no other company we saw, or at least yung, ano, at that time, na ginagawa nila. It felt very uh, original, being this production house, but also offering branding and design, pero all incorporated into this one business. I really felt like a shift in energy at, at that time. Because, I mean, before that, we were like five dudes in an office, And you know, just like like nagbagay recipe, de ba? If we were all like all these guys, and then suddenly you add like a more feminine energy in the room, um, it, it it changed a lot, de ba? So I think we did improve as a company. Like we we changed up a lot of systems and stuff. Um, and I guess that's just adding a point to diversifying and expanding your social circle. Um, as so I'm I'm happy we did that. You know, eventually I really did meet like some friends, lifelong friends. Um, I even met my wife at the time because we did that. Exactly. Right? Right? Nice. Uh, um, but I guess going back to the idea of the startup, parang dun ko pinaka na feel yung 
wearing multiple hats, diba? As a, the movie kept saying that during those years we have multiple hats, multiple hats. Pao, may mga sobrero palit palit. So si Pao was marketing, Gabby was HR. While we were directors, I was I was finance. Diba? Do you guys remember anything um, from that period or like what what that was like, the multiple hats thing? Yeah, I think that was you know the biggest transition from actually committing to it. So even when we for after it was informal and then we formalized it with papers, but it still felt like, you know, early days. Um this was when we kinda had to really mature because we were, you know, um taking a bigger risk, I guess, with you know, formalizing more partnerships and then incorporating these creatives that really excited us talaga, um by the thought of how we could um bring together branding and um video production which definitely worked for you know SMEs and and you know business mm-hmm. owners right? so kind of helped a lot of them out as well and it was good training for me i think more on the art direction side and like i learned mm-hmm. so much from them um very a lot of skills um in terms of um design and you know using color and things like that um And then 2018, I was I realized I thought like 2015 to 2018 was such Eastwood pair that in Apple that was until we moved to a bigger office or yes. you know, bigger um, another office another epic office on Ed's uh, in Green Hills in UKFC. Right? 28 Ed's, yeah. yeah, that was 28 Ed's. That's you know that was I think the biggest leaper in that initially that we were taking about right? it was such a big space. Um, And then yes, G was doing finance and doing projections if we could actually afford it, things like that. Um, pero yeah, there was a lot of growth there. I remember us being, you know, but still pretty young, you know. So we we would even you know never wear t-shirts. We'd always have <laughs> collars in the office, you know, be more professional. Yeah, I want to like expound on that on the changing office spaces. Parang that was such a big transition in my head, and. We moved from Eastwood. Na parang kulub na kulub tayo din sa office nyan, and we eventually moved to Edsa. Yung um, I guess people who are into like brutalist architecture will recognize that that building, 28 Edsa, uh, the Pacific Office Machines building. It's like it's where KFC is now. And I remember the day that KFC came into Antawapatay. We make KFC na, um, but it was just like a conscious decision to change the working environment. Diba? we would come in with collared shirts really treat it like a job and I think that was a conscious effort for us to like really you know respect the even if it was an informal setting parang we tried to like bring our A-game every day diba? um, and I guess you have different startups who have different like ways of doing their company culture but at the time um, that was the, the intention diba? Yeah, Nico Gabi. What was there? Did you have any like um, uh, memories or with oh, working man. in the That's change the... of environment? Nung nagpalit na tayo ng office. Oh, man, so too many memories to tell. Yeah, as in, parang every day may bagong thing na magyayare na parang oh shit, ano naman kailangan kaming yun? Um, pero but definitely, honestly, pwede ko talaga sabihin na. Uh, the most learning I've had so far, parang yung period na yun. Learning in terms of not just creative learning, but like personal growth, personal learning. Um, because again of the dual, ano diba, roles. Uh, sometimes, wadi mas stifle yung 
one role because of mm-hmm. the importance of another and then you have to decide and you can only prioritize for now for the good of myself or for the good of the company you magana na stuff na kailangan tong isipan may dark days eh, sometimes eh diba yeah. na parang nasa yung projects or like kung meron man nandun tayo until 3am trying to or, like or nakakainisan sa project oh, diba oh, parang may papasok parang may may galit ganyan sa alam oh, mo si ganyan no so yeah. parang ang dami talagang dynamic eh na wala you just have to work through it but you know at the end of the day I think it made all of us better people stronger people more resilient people um Oh, just super fun memories of that office, especially the parties that we threw there. <laughs> yeah, it was definitely like a more social space because it was so big and there was a lot of parking. Like we got to invite people over a lot. There was even that that party. I remember, like, like yeah, we had our housewarming party. So daming wasak. So people don't remember how they got home. Um, there we we found puke. On the back of the couch, Ouch. remember that? Um, <laughs> on the beach. Like, Pag pasok the next, <laughs> I remember the yeah, Mad yeah. Men days natin yun. So oh, yeah, yeah. Whiskey sa bar. Yeah, sa there was a whiskey meeting, bar. Some meeting area. Ano sigur? Ano? Neat ba neat? Yeah, the most like random shit would happen every day. Like it was always like really fun. Na parang like I, one day one of you guys brought like these really spicy chips. And then it was like, oh, try mo to, try mo to. Tapos parang sobrang anghang talaga niya, ganun. And we would have like baon sharing days. Yeah, well, <laughs> diba? The one thing na parang, I guess, gusto ko lang i-share. The fun, kasi thinking of our group, magulo din tayo, eh, diba? We were, we were pretty young, tapos we just really wanted to evolve. But even though may pagka-immaturity or pagkagulo tayo, it felt like, Dun na ako nagdevelop ng most professionalism and like, um, I guess I don't know, um, way of being more organized, being more strict about timelines and whatever. Mm-hmm. It was medyo weird and shit. Yeah, no, because uh, there were there were consequences, but, right? Yeah, there was consequences. Real like, consequences. If, if you fucked up, yeah. like you had to tell these people you saw every day that you fucked up, and like yeah. we didn't, you didn't want to do that, right? So, parang although we did have fun together. We were also like accountable to each other, you know. Definitely, yeah. Parang maturing and having that um, routine, rin, I guess, um, with the systems that we built. But it was still pretty, you know, loose. You know, we we're yeah. informal, nga, and um, I think of all the offices, parang coming into that last one on Edsos, there was like a, I don't know, a positive feeling lang when you get into the door because. I don't know how the the aura, the vibe of the place, um, and then kumera namang BB na papagusapan naman I guess, mm-hmm. um, and then yun yung I guess maturing yung yung stage na yun talaga, um, but yeah the double hats kind of peaked at that time, yeah. Yeah, were, um, yeah. the responsibilities were you know as the business would scale, um. There's more tug of war between your creative and the managerial side, mm-hmm. exactly. Uh, and us, yeah. that being you know, the the main directors as well, you know, the in-house directors of of the product, of the brand uh, of the house. Um, parang partner din yun ng yung maturity, I guess. Nung oh yeah, yeah, for sure. I want to take it a step further. 2019 onwards. 
Um, and you know what happened in 2018 was like a pivotal moment that I mean honestly changed everyone's lives, like changed my life for sure. Um, where we d- decided eventually to dissolve the company and go work for uh, veteran ad director AF Benaza. And I think Pao's a perfect guy to to explain that transition how it happened. Like you met him, right? You saw him like in a, a restaurant or something. You just came up to him. Yeah. So it was. Well, uh, you know, ever since someone we knew who you know, the best directors were, who your idols were, um, and that I had never met AF in person, but I knew of his work and um, because he owned um, Revolver at the, at the time, and, and Revolver was like goat production house of the year consecutive years he had you know the roster of directors were all the best in one house um even on the film side of things and the advertising simultaneously it was just like a, a powerhouse and, and you i knew he he used to run that own that um and then just chance meeting lang in his restaurant actually he, it was his restaurant and i introduced myself um and I was a fan of his and things like that. And then he was he invited us, us over to his office. Um, apparently, you know, he, he artillery, I guess, was a year old or less than a year old around that time. Um, he just put it up um, with some partners, and uh, you know, he was very liberal with the information. He was, you know, super solid, just telling us you know, that he's been checking out our work and and what how we could improve and and you know shows how they operated in a way just you know casual cuento and then we did that for a couple more times and um it turned into an an offer i guess um and it was a long um discussion you know um but there was an opportunity that presented itself to kind of take it to the next level or you know something that we've been were actually as directors been working to get into and achieve the uh, to kind of like um, compete with um, our idols in a way. I just want to kind of point out that uh, just to go back to that that credit I, uh, I gave Pao early on about having his finger on the pulse even with Edifice Times. Um, like, he, like he knew about AF and buti na lang he approached him started that conversation. You know, because like, you know, uh, closed mouths don't get fed. Diba? Parang you, you, you approach you know someone and you try to make stuff happen um personally i didn't really know who af was at the time so i was just kind of caught up in my own whatever i was doing for manila man at the time um i was doing finance i was doing whatever my own project so i wasn't really looking outwards but um i remember af like adding me on facebook and i was like who's this af guy <laughs> later on you know he became you know our boss and our mentor right? so it's just crazy how things happen like that now they're just opportunities that come up and um you try to make the best of them um but i, I want to ask both of you on like risk assessment well right? in this period because just to get paint context right? for everything um, this period, the the past the months in 2018, um, this this was a huge blind spot for me. Honestly, like this was a scary time for me in career and business because I remember being completely torn um, between choosing, you know, this business. I had eight years that I I grew with 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 a family at this point. Like there was a part. Now I would see you guys more than my actual family. <laughs> like I, I, you know, I would see those people in the office all the time. Um, I had to choose between that or leaving it 
in and going to this unknown mentorship opportunity and it, it was kind of abstract at the time that we were trying to get as much details as we could pero blind spot talaga siya so i was even getting like completely contrasting advice from people i trusted um and it was a crazy few fucking weeks so i, I it's just like um yeah like what was going through your heads at the time when we were you know being presented with like a crossroads let go of business ownership of manila man of this thing you grew for years and then or go into the unknown of this like mentorship opportunity oh i was i felt similar to you geo like yung being torn between those two decisions because oh man i love the people we work with diba um our, our previous office mates and dami natin na experience together And the idea of letting go of this quote-unquote baby that uh, we helped grow. Um, so it took me a few, I don't know, it wasn't instant for me nung, nung nalaman natin na may opportunity. Um, um, but I guess the unknown part of it was something that really piqued my interest. Um... Maybe sakto lang. I felt na I wanted to have a personal change in my life then. Um, medyo nag-pitik na rin kasi yung patience ko with the dual roles at that point. I felt like I couldn't really be the best director I could be. And when I think about it, yun yung gusto ko talagang gawin eh. Diba? When, when, I, when we were in college, nung high school, nalaman kung gusto ko maging director. So when that opportunity came about, and just weighing the options na eto full time na talaga i won't be a business owner but i will be a full time director that kind of tipped the scales for me kaya ako nung decide yun kasi in my heart yun talaga like if whether i succeed or not i want to have the opportunity to really dive into this na 100% na i'm not thinking about any role any ano any other responsibility um But it was still heartbreaking for me, especially leaving the other, uh, ano, being, alam mo, with our with our previous office mates. Na hindi ko na sila mahatrabaho, na bahindi ko na sila makita as often. Um, but I guess you know it had to be done. Um, but I'm super thankful for it because the the thing na lagi natin sinasabi before was we skipped the mentorship part. Diba? A lot of a lot of people when they go into filmmaking or advertising, mentorship talaga, especially the yeah. creators. And we never really had that. We skipped it to make our own, to learn by ourselves. So yung baliktad na na experience, I kind of wanted to have that mentorship din eh. Parang that was another part of the decision making na, yo, I can learn from the best, dude. Like I can talk to anyone there. I can talk to the senior directors, senior producers. Um, even the PAs na mas may experience sa akin sa higher level of advertising. And that final point was, I guess, a big part then the higher level of advertising production. Yung parang, ano talaga, cream of the crop, laging, um, hindi man laging high budget, pero alam mo yun, like, we were getting bigger projects na just by fact na in-incorporate tayo ng artillery. Diba? Automatically yung projects, lumalaki, dumadami yung bids. Tuloy-tuloy yung work. And then, yeah, just having uh, an opportunity to be taught by seniors in the field really, really parang pushed 
me to ano to say now like Giosa right it's a new deal na to ikaw pa how did you approach that kind of you know risk assessment thing at the time I guess when when I was when we were early days you know Manila man I was thinking I was thinking na there might be an offer from someone in the future it was you know an idea that I was playing around with but I think with how the market and the platforms were evolving and then if we were you know marketable and viable something would come you know not necessarily that you know a transition would happen or um but I think that it could could have happened and I was thinking would it be an agency or something and I think that just, um it was really tough um because there was such a family already in the build Those uh, years that we were talking about a while ago, um, we started a parang brotherhood and then was, I mean, barcada no, earlier and then yun when we grew, parang we really embody that you know the culture that we were building was something that we all invested in in terms of you know time effort and um, building that that flow with these people. So I think the only thing that I was thinking that. Parang viable talaga yung offer with how it was set up. I couldn't see um, a lot of negative, I guess. Um, and I had you know long discussions with UG. Um, uh-huh. And I think the main thing that we we were trying to um, accomplish then was that you know everyone was taken care of because you know everyone would have an opportunity to grow um, regardless if if you're just if you're a director or not because you know we we knew that. The, our team could bring value, automatic value to um, their process as well and creatives that they work with. Because um, artillery was, you know, a lot more traditional in how it operated. Um, they would, it was, all their bids were, you know, in, just from advertising agency projects and broadcast producers. Um, so yeah, it was, so bringing in Manila Man, the brand as well, I think that as more of like a, I guess a creative outlet for artillery um, to explore more formats, more lengths. Um, it worked. It all made sense to me. Uh-huh. So I've, um, like I said, opportunity presenting itself, um, and I think all the boxes were checked. So um, yeah, we made the transition that year, and from Edsa now to Makati, where everyone else was. Um, all the agencies and other production houses and studios are, um, which we are also you know targeting when we were building Manila Man. Uh-huh. Yeah, I think I just want to make that point on like having disagreements in relationships in relation to like a business, right? Parang I think that came within the territory of us deciding to enter production through a, a startup, right? I mean, really having disagreements and different perspectives and where to bring a company is inevitable right? Parang even if lala na friendships were built on that right? it's unfortunate but you know it, it is what it is right? so you know if i could you know pull any piece of advice with from that i guess it would be like i know always consider an exit strategy you know um i guess mas masakit yan kung maging close mo yung mga kasama mo but inevitable like you know if the way if you guys differ on how a company will be run you know it's just try to find of the most like considerate way that you can handle it in the most effective way um yeah i remember we really did try to fight for that no parang that everyone every part 
one who wanted to join the new team would get like you know uh, like a, a better future um but yeah um things happen things move on and personally for me it's like good thing we weren't business owners during the pandemic but who knew <laughs> two years later pucha magaka pandemic parang ang hirap din nun, diba? so and you know aside from learning everything with, with all the mentors artillery was really like a huge blessing diba? i'm super thankful that it kind of gave us access to this um you know the this like pool of of, of knowledge and like mentorship also talking about what you guys said earlier na yung double hats yung the tension of like doing two things at the same time also kind of peaked for me na parang parang i felt like endless cycle na lang siya of me doing finance stuff and trying to j- juggle like directing stuff it's like it just didn't make sense at that point anymore and i guess i could only see it like in hindsight now na parang um you know you can kind of if if you don't kind of look zoom out and look at the big picture you can get lost in the chaos of the everyday grind diba and um i guess now it makes it very clear na hey yeah of course like it's a clear decision go to where you can be a full-time director but at the time um it felt like owning your business was like you know a much more important thing than it was diba mm-hmm. um Actually, I want to ask you guys to like um, maybe on a more specific uh, question, the because I remember one of my first projects with artillery, where I felt like in Manila Man, I was already like, yeah, I I know what I'm doing, you know, in Manila Man, if I'm directing a project. But when I started with artillery, I was fucking nervous, dude. Like my first project, na I think I think it was for Globe or something, and then. Um, Yeah, I was really nervous the day before because I was working with with a new set of people, and you kind of knew that people were watching. Like, is this kid, is this guy gonna like, you know, do well, right? I mean, is it is it worth it? Like this this new director, right? So it felt like all eyes were on you. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was another. I felt like another league where I had to step up, and it was another version of those uh, edifice days where you had to learn on the go. But this time you were more, um, mas alam mo na, de ba? Mas may experience ka na. Parang yung sinabi mo dati pa sa yung sinermi real mo. Parang we're in the we're ten years in the industry. We're not exact. We're not beginners anymore. But you know we're not exactly like veterans. But we're like in this sweet spot where, you know, we we're expected to deliver. You know. Yeah. Um. Yeah. What was Kayo? Like what? How was your first few projects in this new, you know, setup? Sa akin, um, I felt nervous then. I also felt like that. Yung parang nasa microscope ka of everyone. Pero the one thing that really stood out to me, yung alaga that they gave us. I've never felt, I don't want to say coddled, of course, kasi syempre, ano ko pa rin naman eh. Like, ikaw pa rin dapat yung nagsisteer ng ship, kumbaga. Mm-hmm. Pero yung alaga ng artillery. And like, it's just because of their experience, maybe. Yung, ito yung, ito yung how um, normally things would go. But I felt really, like, taken care of. As in, sir, so service nyo anywhere? Like, kind of, <laughs> <laughs> like, like, oh, like, 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 Okay. Dati startup days kung papasundo ka sa ocular parang kaya kapal na mo ay. Parang just felt like na no matter how hard the project was or how 
pressure-filled yung situation. I always knew that they were gonna have my back no matter what. So parang it just made it a lot easier. And I don't honestly remember my first project. But I think maybe that's also a good thing. Kasi that means I just went into the groove right away. Alam mo parang even hindi, hindi ko sila kilala. Bagong experience. Pag nag-pitch, okay, ito na, pitch na. Pag nag-shoot, okay, director na, ito na yung. And... Yeah, it was just smooth sailing eh. Parang, of course, may difficulties pa rin in every project. Pero, grabe yung alaga. Like, it, it re, re, they really want to make you, want help you succeed. Kasi I want you succeed, everyone succeeds. So parang, yun yung, ano, yung teamwork na yun, kakaiba. It's also a family, no? The artillery yeah. fam talaga. Talagang. Yeah. Ikaw pa, uh, how about you? Yung early days, it. Yun nga, yung kaba, of course, and dun yun, especially with um, new broadcast producers who, you know, really tasked to keep everything in check, that everything was of a standard. So you just wanna try to, try to meet those or exceed those standards, and then sometimes there's a lot of pressures, or you're overthinking it, then sometimes, diba? um, and then papa. So even on the production end, um, yung pag spoil sa atin, and, um, It was just them feeling us out there on how we operated it. Because they, they were, they're used to a standard. You know? and I think that's what's unique about our experience. Because the DIY spirit kind of was there all throughout from day one until the transition. So um, I think that we would tend to, you know, Sanaitai to do things ourselves. Uh, ourselves, you know. And um, um, just be able to kind of, some, I guess in a way, over-deliver. Or um, in terms of, because we don't know what the expectations so we just kind of try to um, add more, uh, especially to your pre-prod and your pitches, and right? so kapan talaga. I think we really did have an edge. I mean, I'm not like tooting our own horn here, nga, but after the initial kaba, it was like I realized now we've been doing this for a while now in a DIY setup without you know a lot of those things. So. In a way, in the uh, the next few projects, parang like there was like a fire to like prove yourself. Um, even for me, like there was this one producer before, like who I had a bad, who had a bad experience with me when I was younger, and I I wanted to like kind of you know be redeemed. So next time I worked with that producer, talagang tried to bring my A game talaga, and um, you know I mean the those were the best teachers about all those years back. Um. Yeah, so I I wanna kind of wrap things up, guys. Like super nice, kind of just like looking back at our our whole journey with you guys. Um, but yeah, maybe I can ask you guys in if there's anything that stood out with everything we talked to. Like I I guess like in hindsight, looking back at the whole journey, kakaiba siya. Um, but you know, I guess the whole point of sharing this experience is just to give others insight. So, yeah, if is there any kind of like advice you could give to um to younger filmmakers? It would probably bold uh, for my experience in particular because yeah, of course iba lahat iba lahat ng personalities natin and how I guess confident we are with ourselves. There for me the one thing that I really learned talagang don't go it alone. Like find the right-minded people. Even if you're not gonna be working with them or parang building a business, finding right-minded people to, I guess, support you and you support them as well. Because I, w- I couldn't even imagine doing this on my own. Yung parang, I was so 
blessed to be recruited by Manila Man in the first place. Amen. Like I, I don't even think na magiging business owner ako or partner if not because of you guys. Like in my head, gusto ko gumawa sa kong business. Pero when I really got to it, nung nasa Manila Man na parang bro, di ko ata ay gawin talaga to like ako ako yung magsisimula ng business na to to have to actually have the knowledge to create something like this. So that's why I said parang it really depends on your personality then because some people, di ba, they can probably do it alone. Pero ako, as a creative, sometimes creative work can be lonely, especially if you're trying to make something for yourself. Um, pero having people that have your back and then, alam mo yun, being creative with a group. For me, yun talagang malaking lesson na nakuha ko these years because the group made my life like essentially like diba? after college it was this group dynamic trying to build something and then after you know, acquire a, a, a new group of uh, that brings about new growth pero I, mean, I kind of rely on that group uh, that could be a detriment in the future could not be but for now parang yun yung ano ko yun yung advice ko na if you find people you love to work with, uh, creative, just, alam mo yun, grow together. I feel like yung nabibigay nila sa'yo and yung nabibigay mo sa kanya just goes hand in hand and makes, you know, the growth even better. Um, so yeah, hopefully, I mean, if there are younger people out there na gustong makahanap ng career in, in production, I think first you have you know you have to love it in a way, diba? Like my my lessons talaga na you will never learn unless you're there and doing it. So that that love, that determination to do it has to be at the start. Para you can you can challenge you can like if unknown yung future, but because you know you want to do this, like whatever challenges you face ahead, kung uncertain or not. You're gonna decide to do it because I fucking love to do this, eh, diba? Ganun siya, eh. So that and working with a group and you know cultivating that um, creative bond, I guess you could say. I guess best advice that I can share in terms of my experience currently. I'll share it per per um, chapter. Uh, so I guess in the early days. Uh, Uh, as a start, um, you know, just don't um, be conscious of your collaborators. And if you find people um, that, you know, like what Gabby was saying, have a flow with, have like-minded individuals who challenge each other creatively. Um, I think that if you guys work together, you can, There's it's easier to risk and starting some, building something because you have these people, collaborators you trust. Um, and you can make it work, I guess, in your own way. Um, but you know, I wouldn't discount you know the the idea of finding mentorship right away as well. Because you know, if we, I don't, know, looking back, you know, that was a really great you know journey, talaga. Um, how it started, but you know, us if if we found um that mentorship early on, I think ibaren yung koento Um, so yeah, if you can get that, you can find a really good mentor. I think we were lucky, even though you know, quite later stage, Sakter, eh, that we were production house owners first, and then we got that mentorship. I guess we were more mature and took those lessons um, quicker. 
uh, learn them quicker. Um, next, siguro, next chapter ng Manilman when we're on a startup and then just defining your career. I think now, um, because best advice it for, for creatives would be that we would tell the older generation back then yeah, that these were the advancements in technology for us uh, um, in our generation. But now, now that we're... Um, then for this current generation, all the tools, they're available online, everything, you, all the skills you want to learn. So if you take the effort to learn that, um, you could already sharpen your creative skills just by that. Um, so don't lose that DIY spirit because a lot of it is DIY now, especially with platforms, you know, with the um, how TikTok is thriving. And I th- think that's not going to change in the near future, you know, vertical videos. You know, that's that's really how we're gonna consume media. So, um, for them, that's the norm. So, you know, just adapting to film language and being conscious of the changes. Um, and then I think that's when, you know, learn to be um, a creative problem solver. You know, if, especially if you're working, going to work for clients and helping brands and adding value and helping them solve problems. It's not really. Art, you know, art is probably thirty percent of it. So you know, um, make sure that sixty percent would be problem solving, and maybe ten percent is like play and collaboration, Because it's really um, there's a method to it. So it's, and then you just have to be creative, you know. Um, so yeah, that, and then now I guess moving into um, the current version or of our careers, you know, where um, we've transitioned from owners to just focusing on, I guess, uh, sharpening our tools you know, as creatives individually as well as building our individual brands because coming from Manila Man, we were really a team building Manila Man as a brand, you know. Um, we were a collective um, and I think that clients came to Manila Man and now the challenge is for us to really... Um, find our specific, I guess, more um, sharp, um, more refined style um, and how we, you know, um, add value in our own way, visually, creatively. Especially with learning TVCs, eh, technically, eh, what, what is a TVC nowadays? Um, so everything is kind of blurred and there's opportunity for everyone. Um even the iPhones have you know crazy amount of re- resolution now, so um, it's really there's gonna be a lot of you know really great people who are going to come in future talent. Um, so just if um, just follow what's happening, be conscious because it's a very uh, tight knit industry. It's a small community, the advertising community. Um, but if you want to uh, tap into that, just um, immerse yourself in it and try to understand how you could um, incorporate yourself by you know people just like we discover people now just on, on the reels online you know people would really stand out so just keep shooting yes yeah. and uh and uh awesome there you have it guys uh we get like two different kinds of advice very crucial from pow and gabby um i guess i'll just like top it off with like what we've been doing this whole episode, which is kind of looking back and in hindsight, but things are much clearer in hindsight about when you look back. 
Um, but I guess it's just trying to give time for macro and micro perspectives. Big picture thinking. You have to do it every now and then, either through journaling or having a conversation with someone because you just need to look at your life you know, as a whole and kind of plot course. Right? You, you won't always get to your destination, but um, you, if you don't aim, if you don't plot your course, you will fail 100% of the time. Right? So be sure to give yourself that time to look at the big picture, but also work on the small things. Right? The small things matter. They literally make up your identity. Like the things you do every day make up who you are. If you're You know, if you're an advertising director, you, you research these. You know what's going out right now. The things you look on your feed. Um, if you're a filmmaker, you look at all these these scripts or whatever. But just like, um, you know, be in a stance of like ready engagement with the world. And I remember hearing this quote from C. Morgan Stanley, who was like Anthony Bourdain's um, co-worker, the director, the right? And he said like their industry is like being a trap spider. So parang ready ka lang talaga kasi opportunities will come. You just gotta be ready. Keep doing your thing. The small things will build up and then when an opportunity comes, you know, take it, right? So I just feel like that theme just kept coming up um, when we were kind of, you know, looking at their stories as a whole. So, yun. Um, I think we can go on and on about like industry learnings and maybe we should have another episode now that we got the history behind us, diba? Um, let's do another one where we can just you know talk about more current stuff. Like I think Pao, you were touching on that about what the future of this visual medium will look like. That's super interesting. Um, but yeah, guys, thank you so much, man. I had such a you know good time. Like tagal na tayo nag Oh man, thanks, bro. I've always wanted to be in this podcast. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> bro. Congrats, man, on mm-hmm. on what you've been doing and keep doing it, man. Appreciate the the invite. Um, very grateful, bro. Looking back, man, nostalgic, Very grateful to have you know be still on this journey with you guys, um, still challenging each other, and um, as much as we used to. Um, I'm confident that um, you know we're we're. Sure, man. Yeah. There you go. My brothers in production, Gab Kimel and Pa Abrihan. Thanks, guys. Find us at Kwentong Creatives on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And you can follow me at Giokuyat on Instagram. Big thanks to DJ ET the Fourth for our music and Laser Kaluya for our design and branding. 